Hello and welcome to episode number three of Tanks Talks and today is all about lesbians, labels and navigating all of the different terms that you're going to hear if and when you come out. So if you have already listened or seen episode number two then you'll know that that gave a little bit of context and background onto my coming out story, how I came out and kind of what happened there. Um, and I kind of dropped in at the end that the next episode was going to be about all the labels because quite frankly lesbians are as organised as a kitchen pantry when it comes to labels and it's very very confusing. So let's let's just kick off. Let's go right back to the start to that very very first time I ever encountered the labels of lesbians. I want to say right from the get-go that the subjects that I talk about, the terms that I use, the things that I say are said in quite light humour. So please bear in mind that I didn't come out until I was 31. I had exclusively been in relationships with men and pretty much been with men in general. Um, and so when I stepped into the gay scene, so to speak, as an older person, there was a lot of things that I didn't know and that I didn't actually know I needed to know. So yeah, the things that I talk about and the way that I phrase things are from kind of my personal experience um, and actually aimed at taking that kind of depth and scariness away from those areas. Because in 100% kind of reality, if you are somebody that is potentially slightly older in their adult life, a mother or a parent, um, and you're coming out, then actually, I'm not gonna lie, lesbians can be really, really scary. <laughs> like, you guys are scary. So I remember being absolutely petrified. I was so intimidated um, at the thought of, A, stepping into this whole new community um, and wondering, would I be questioned? Would, I, would it be somewhere that I belonged? Would it be somewhere there that I was accepted? Um, and also knowing and understanding how to go about it. Like I mentioned on the last series that I didn't really know any lesbians at the time. I knew a lot of gay men, but not so much lesbians. So I didn't have women loving women, like women friends. I didn't have people that I could necessarily turn to. I didn't have almost like an access entry into that scene. Um, and I remember like when my head started to trickle and when I was like, okay, I'm navigating myself here, I'm working myself out. And I started to kind of research and do a little bit. It was around the time where TikTok lesbians were massive. There was all these terms, which I'd never ever really heard of before. So obviously we know the bad words. We know the words that a lot of women don't want to be described as obviously because they're quite frankly horrible but suddenly there was these different types of lesbians and for me there was only like really one type until I discovered that actually there's a whole variety of them so you know we've got the femmes we've got the masks we've got the stems we've got tomboys we've got athletics we've got butch we've got lipstick like how how many different categories 
of lesbian was there actually and what did they all mean so and also where did I even fit into that because to put it this way my my wife has always described me as, as quite feminine she was like you know you are a bit of a femme um the way that I hold myself my presentation just in general like my aura is quite feminine however the irony that in a straight world I'm actually considered to be quite a tomboy so for me I was like okay so the guys think that I'm quite boyish but the girls think that I'm really girly how does that match up how does that work and actually do I need to have this label put upon me based on just what I look like because I don't want that like I I'm quite funny of labels anyway but I'm that type of person that I like to go quite fluidly between things and not necessarily be defined by a set kind of label and and feel like I have to adhere to that at all times so they're kind of they're the first kind of ones that you're going to potentially discover are those like descriptive ones about how you look and how you present um so for me the most relevant was stem because it's somebody that kind of switches between a more tomboyish masculine look um and femme and it's like a hybrid I, that's the one that I replicated with the most but ultimately in the straight world I never needed a label and if I did get called a tomboy it was just almost like a passing comment it just meant that I kind of fit in with the lads and there's that and that's done kind of thing um some people get really protective over their labels so for example I've noticed that a lot of masks you know really embrace being a mask they love that and I'm like cool that's great that's power and I love that too and obviously always respect that but when you're just entering that scene that can be really quite scary and intimidating and I remember when I first came out I suddenly felt like I had to really really fit a mold like I almost had to look like a lesbian and that's not me generalizing that's not me saying that there's a specific kind of stereotype that we have to match we don't but what i'm saying is for somebody that had been predominantly straight when i came out and suddenly i was like okay where do i fit what category am i in am i femme am i stem i'm definitely i don't feel like i associate with mask but where do i go it was like okay so you know this outfit makes me look more stem or I'm gonna have an undercut, I'm gonna wear a thumb ring, I'm gonna do all these things that kind of present in the lesbian world. Um, and it's only like three years down the line that I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna be me. I'm cool and I'm comfortable, but in that initial phase of coming forward, coming out, that's, um, that's a level of intimidation that's really, really, really quite scary. And it's also understanding the dynamics of those terms as well. So there's quite a, you know, a big thing across social media that two masks generally don't go together. Generally it's a mask and a femme, um, or a stem and a femme. Sometimes you might get two stems, but that is, is quite rare. Like, it, it, it's, it's honestly, from somebody that's kind of been stuck in that straight world those terms are so so confusing but you know what you do not have to fit 
into any of those categories. It does not make you any less of a lesbian, any less of a gay, if you don't necessarily fit a categorical, categorical stereotype of what you look like. So, you know, for example, I'm quite stemmy, if you want to put it that way. I kind of, my, my wardrobe itself is a blend of male clothes and female clothes so is my wife's I might present slightly more feminine than she does but she can also be feminine too it, I, th I don't know if it's something that those side of those labels are getting worse as time goes on as kind of younger generations kind of play with them I'm not sure but definitely that was one that threw me massively when I first came out so some of these labels do in fact get a little bit spicy um so i'm gonna call it bluntly one of the first conversations i ever ever had with kelly my now wife was about more bedroom based labels now bear in mind as i've said i had only really predominantly been with men so when you're in a straight relationship, straight situation, you don't really need to introduce based on your preferences. Um, it's kind of something that is almost just assumed, just happens, and it definitely varies with each partner as well sometimes. Um, but one of the very, very, actually, I think it may have been pretty much the first conversation I had with, with Kels was along the lines of those preferences and I had never ever ever heard of a top a bottom or a switch ever I'd heard of a bottom in the sense of gay men but never ever with women and actually I had never taken that into account I'd never thought about the fact that those labels needed to exist so when in the first conversation my wife was like well this is what I am I was like, ah, you what? Like, sorry? I, I, I don't know what that is. Um, and I didn't have the bollocks to tell her that. <laughs> I did not have the guts to be like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. Um, and I definitely did not know how to answer back to tell her what I was because A, I frankly didn't know. And B, I also didn't know what my options were. So a lot of a lot of women messaged me asking me, what's the top what 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 are they? What what does this mean? So essentially, in layman's terms, a top is generally the person in charge. It's the person that's doing the giving. And a lot of tops or some tops only like giving. So they don't like being touched. They don't like anything. They they are purely there to give. Um, uh, and that is a very toppy top. <laughs> then you've got a bottom, which is obviously the reverse of that. So that's a receiver. That's somebody that is generally there to receive um, and doesn't really do any giving kind of thing. It's, it's literally like, as you can imagine it, like one's laying down, one's on top. Top, bottom, bang, sandwich. Um, 
if you're listening to the podcast version of that, that probably sounds really weird and I'm sorry. Um, and then a switch is somebody that goes between the two. So a switch can be either a top or a bottom, depending on the person, circumstance, mood, whatever it is. Um, now, I was absolutely thrown by this and by this idea that it was almost a prerequisite that I had to formally introduce myself <laughs> by my preferences. Um, and at the time I really didn't understand it. And I still to this day am a little bit like, I don't, I don't like having that label put upon me, but I do understand why they exist now. And I didn't at first. And to put it, kind of put it bluntly, if you've got two tops together, and neither of them like being touched, neither of them like receiving anything, it's not really gonna work, is it? Like, there's got to be a compromise there, there's got to be a give. So, you know, ultimately, that's kind of a bit of an important important thing to say, um, because you don't wanna get yay far down the line and realize that actually you're both a top and not going to happen. Same as potentially both bottoms. That's probably not going to work either. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, that was a big, big thrower. Um, now when you're already kind of hyping yourself up to go that far with a woman, um, especially when it's like a foreign language that you're not used to, Again, that petrifies you because it's like, okay, not only do I have to navigate a whole new body part, it's not really new, you got one, but it's new in that sense. Um, but I've now got to navigate where I belong. Now this could be my potentially autistic head, but that really confused me because I don't know where I belong half the time anyway. So let alone put it in that sense, that was that was like an absolute like whoa moment for me like what 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 is it that i do here um and actually kelly has been or was absolutely amazing when it came to the deeper explanations of those terms so i ended up being quite open with her and being like i just don't understand I don't get why why they exist, why they're there, why do I need to introduce myself via them or why do we have them? Um, and you know, she's she's been incredible in never ever judging me um, and never kind of making me feel stupid for not being aware, but instead just educating me. And I've since discovered that actually a lot of tops are very, are very proud to be a top. Like being a top is a very, very proud thing. Um, a lot of bottoms are equally quite open that they're a bottom. Pillow princess, like pillow princesses. Um, that's generally what they're named as. And actually a lot of like tops like having a pillow princess, obviously. Um, and that actually some women don't like not only being touched, but literally don't like any form of penetration whatsoever. Now that was a whole new one to me as well. Cause I was like, why not? <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then you get the switches that are just like, yeah, cool, I'll go wherever, I'll do whatever, and it flows. Um, so I, for a very, very long time, and I'm probably going to publicly out myself here, uh, I was a pillow princess because I was frightened. Because I was like, well, I don't understand why, 
what the what is this label why do i need this where do i fit how would and i think i overthought everything i'm an overthinker at the best of times anyway and i definitely overthought those particular terms those particular labels because i didn't know kind of what it is i had to do um and i couldn't decipher what category i fit into so one thing that I will say straight off the bat is absolutely do not worry about it. I think over time, your own preferences, likes, dislikes start to kind of come out. You start to learn more and more about yourself. Um, it's definitely a journey where you're going to try some things and you're going to be like, okay, I'm not too comfortable with that or that one's maybe not for me. And that gives you the indication. Um, top, bottom and switch are kind of labels where... I understand the necessity and I 100% get why they're there. But again, it's a label and I really, really struggle with having labels put upon me. But yeah, they were really, really scary ones to the um, little straight girl. <laughs> I think the biggest take from today's episode is that you don't need to have a label if you do not want one so although i've had actually many conversations with women that desperately want to come out but they're just so nervous they're so intimidated because they feel like they may not fit in or they don't actually understand some of the labels that exist now the first thing that i learned is that actually the lgbtq plus community is one of the most accepting welcoming communities that exist actually a lot of those you know gay women lesbians gay men trans people non-binary people they want to educate people we don't want and i say we because i am now an absolute honored member of that community but we don't want to chastise people we don't want to make people feel bad and actually a lot of us do understand that maybe not everybody will know the facts not everybody will understand how things work or what certain things mean to us but if you come in with an open mind that wants to be taught and wants to be educated, that's something we can work with. And we can respect that. I know I myself as a gay woman would much rather teach somebody than be annoyed with them for not knowing. So although, yes, there are labels there and although, yes, it's very, very confusing and it's very, very intimidating... It doesn't mean that you need to fit in. It doesn't mean that you need to conform. It's the same as, do you know what, as a gay woman, we don't walk, would like, I don't walk around wearing rainbows all day to let everybody else know that I'm gay. Like, you, you don't have to expressly change who you are to fit into the gay gap. Um, and do you know what, if you want to fit into it, if you want to come out and and suddenly become a mask that's fine like that's okay if you come out and you realize you're a top great perfect but you know if you come out and you don't know where you fit in and you don't know who you are that's perfectly okay too so i mean for me i'm only just i i don't think i will ever kind of have a femme stem mask set label for me that just doesn't work um it's I, I have days and actually moments where 
I want to be a certain way and then I have moments where I want to be something else and I don't I don't want that label associated with me when it comes to those bedroom labels I kind of I don't I I find it hard to speak from experience because my experience is very, very limited. But I do feel like that is something that potentially will come with time um, and will come with your partner as well. So, you know, if Kelly had turned around to me and was a dead set definite one, then I would have had to work with that. So it's, it's understanding that those labels are not there necessarily to intimidate you they are not there to kind of put you into a category that doesn't mesh with other categories they're there because it actually empowers some women and it, it validates some people um and also it gives some quite easy access explanations to some potentially tricky situations if they're going to occur um but I mean I've had this conversation predominantly with with Kelly my wife and I'm hoping that one day I can bring her onto this onto a tanks talks to talk about this because for her she Kelly came out when she was a teen so the gay scene she very much knows it it is very much a scene that she she has always really really known and meshed into so when I kind of say to her like actually you you're quite scary like, I found lesbians really scary and all of these labels throw me. Like, it was very confusing because I just didn't need to do that when I was, like, in a straight relationship. That kind of confuses her and her perceptions of that can be quite, for me, amusing. And it just goes to show the difference between... What's the right way of phrasing this? A long-term gay and a baby gay? Like, someone that's just come out and then somebody that's been out for a very long time sees things really, really differently. Um, so, <clears throat> I think her um, her perception would be really, really valuable. But the, uh, the base point is that, actually, please don't let those labels, those intimidating things, those confusing things stop you from being who you want to be and who you are um and actually do you know what some women have like come out in their 30s and suddenly started dressing way more boyish they've cut their hair off they stopped wearing makeup and that's not because they're trying to fit into the gap it's because they're being who they actually want to be and who they have always wanted to be deep down um so it's either way you're going to liberate yourself but it doesn't mean that you have to be nervous of those kind of categories labels that lesbians do seem to have and I'm sure there's more than the ones that I've spoken about today but they're kind of the baseline ones that really threw me um I mean don't get me wrong there's deeper dynamics but I'm not going to sit here and talk about straps and stuff like that because I feel like that's a little bit <laughs> <laughs> a little bit far um but you know essentially some of us are genuinely here to help and try and explain um and yeah you don't need to come out as gay and then decide that you are instantly a top bottom or a switch within that heartbeat and if somebody expects you to do that, please stop talking to them because chance they 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 are not 
that, that that's not your person that's you need somebody that's understanding um so yeah that for now is lesbians labels and how i how i dealt with them um let me know if you want to expand on this subject because it is actually something that's quite cloudy and it's something that a lot of women i've spoken to really really do struggle with um so if you're watching on youtube leave a comment um give me a bit of feedback let me know where else you want me to go with this kind of conversation um and if you're listening via podcast find me on instagram tanks.talks um and send me a message over there but for now have a beautiful day thanks for listening as always i love you loads um make sure that you subscribe and i will catch you next week where i'm actually going to come away from the gay lgbtq plus scene for a moment um, and we're going to talk about autism, which I know is a bit of a change, but it's a subject very, very close to my heart. It's something that I really, really need to talk about. And I'm going to kickstart it with self-diagnosis because that's very relevant to me. So have a beautiful one and I'll catch you soon.